Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So we didn't hear from anybody about our EVP, mm-hmm. but I just wanted to quickly bring it up because we thought it said, I'm Jacob. Yes. We also heard Daniel or David as well. Yeah, but every time I listen to it since then, all I hear is Jacob. So, yeah, and that was the very first thing that I heard was Jacob. So, um, if you guys hear something different, please, you can let us know if you want. <laughs> please. Goals Night Out Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, and I have two stupid jokes that you actually sent me. So, what bird do they do you find at a haunted beach? I don't know. <laughs> what kind of bird do you find? Seagulls. Ooh. <laughs> and what do women ghosts wear at the beach? I don't know. What do women ghosts wear at the beach? Bukinis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then I have some embarrassing moments, but these are either... Embarrassing moments at the doctor's office or doctors have embarrassing moments with patients. So, first one had a routine pap smear test as a student. I hadn't slept the night before as I'd been partying hard and was still not quite with it. The male doctor hadn't performed a smear before and for some reason a nurse was called in to witness the procedure. Predictably, the doc had trouble finding my cervix and the nurse told me to roll my hips up. The doctor was getting more and more nervy, so to break the ice, I started singing, rolling, 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 <laughs> keep those donkeys moving raw high. Oh, my God. Then I started to laugh uncontrollably at my own joke, which caused the speculum to shoot out of my hoo-ha and knock his glasses off. The lab results were inconclusive. <laughs> You'll never forget that. Hell no. <laughs> First pap smear and that happens. Jesus. Mm. wonder how many times he's told that story. <laughs> okay. Next one. When I was seven, my doctor told me to drop my pants. You know, the old hernia check. I ran out and screamed to my mom that the doctor was crazy and wanted to see my penis. <laughs> I specifically remember screaming, mom, get your coat. This guy's crazy. <laughs> kid he's so confused <laughs> okay first of all i never let my child go into a doctor no, visit not, by himself no especially at seven years old no no way don't trust what anybody what the hell is going on with that i know <laughs> i don't know who knows what year this was when yeah, that's knows? true all right <clears throat> next one when i was a kid like eight or nine i had to get a routine physical to participate in sports at school My dad took me. Everything went great until the doctor told my dad he needed to get a urine sample. My dad hands me the cup and tells me to go to the bathroom in the cup and bring it back to him. I, being a bit naive, did not know what urine was, so I went to the bathroom and promptly shit in the cup. My dad was waiting for me near the front desk at the doctor's (laughs) doctor's office since we were leaving after turning in the cup. I proudly walked up and handed the cup to my dad and said, is this enough or should I go back and scoop some more from the bowl? (laughs) The nurse at the desk looks up and nearly spit her coffee out all over my dad. He set the cup on the desk and said, we're leaving now. I didn't understand what was wrong until that night when my mom came to explain my mistake. (laughs) Well. What little kid's going to know what urine is? Exactly. That's why you don't send your kids to the doctor with their dad. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You say you need to go pee-pee in the Exactly. Actually, I would have went in with them. Yeah. At eight. Yeah. Still very young. Yes. All right. I arrived at my doctor's office for a routine physical, and everything was going fine. My previous conditions had all gone away, and we were wrapping up when my doctor... Female, by the way, I'm a male, told me that she was going to need to check me for an enema. She turned away for a moment to put on some gloves. As she did, I stood up, took my pants off, and bent over. 
I misheard her. One does not check for an enema. One checks for a hernia. I, the moment she turned around, I heard, oh, sweet Jesus, what? And I immediately realized my mistake. I quickly turned around to see my now bright red doctor flushing over the completely unprecedented side of my anus pointed in her direction. I began to apologize profusely and what followed can only be described as an extremely awkward check for testicular cancer and a hasty departure on her part. <laughs> Needless to say, I too got out of there as quickly as possible. <laughs> Next one happened to a coworker. He went to get a vasectomy. Two guys in the office had recommended a doctor that they had used. To have some fun, they told him that during the first consultation, he'll have to jizz into a cup for testing purposes. Upon his arrival at the doctor's office, he speaks to the front desk nurse. After the paperwork, she hands him a cup, tells him to fill it to the line, cap it, and leave it on the sink. The, size, or the cup was the size of a tumbler glass, and the line was way at the top. This guy goes in thinking he needs to jizz and sees no inspirational material, but figures he can just wing it from memory. After about 10 minutes, nurse knocks on the door and asks if everything's okay. Embarrassed about his output compared to the goal, he shows her the cup with a meager contribution <laughs> and asks how the other guys filled it up to the line. <laughs> the nurse bursts out laughing and in between trying to catch her breath, tells him he was supposed to pee in the cup. <laughs> After cleaning up, he had to go wait out in the waiting room with a large glass of water. He sat there for 30 minutes before doing a proper test and seeing the doctor. He said it was the longest 30 minutes of his life because within five minutes, not a single nurse could keep a straight face. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's horrible. Poor guy. <laughs> All right, next one. This happened to a friend's mother. She was trying out a new OBGYN. Post-examination, she was given a cup and directed to supply the office with a urine sample. Upon arriving at the bathroom, she saw that it had no door. Friend's mom was just assumed that this is some new freewheeling OBGYN office and didn't have a bathroom door. And all the other patients did their business in the light. So nervously, she proceeded to, to create, collect the sample, and as people walked by in the hallway outside. I imagine... They pretended not to notice or gave her strange looks, but it wasn't until she was leaving the bathroom that she saw the fully retracted sliding door. <laughs> oh, my God. I would not. I know. There is no. I would be like, um, I need a door. Yeah. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, here it is. I would stand there for so long trying to figure it out before I went in. I would not. There's no way. I'd be like, there's got to be some yeah, there's, sort of You're something. not going to sit there and pee. No. With people walking down the hall and they can see you. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Next one. It was a little awkward getting my vasectomy when the 60-something nurse told me she needed to shave my balls, saw that they were already shaved, and complimented me on my ball shaving skills while rub rubbing Benetine all over them. Doing the sperm test afterwards was a little weird on the weird side too. You go into a lab to the lab desk, ask for a specimen container, go into the bathroom, and then come out and hand them a full container while you both pretend not to know you were touching yourself 20 feet away. <laughs> Next one, my doctor is a family friend. This is an incredibly awkward relationship. One day she'll be like, drop your pants, let's see that penis. And the next, please pass the peas. <laughs> that would be weird. Yeah. Next, when I showed up for my annual girly checkup to find out that my usual doctor had been called to some medical emergency and was asked if I would mind an OBGYN student performing the pelvic exam. Supervised, of course. I didn't care, so I end up in a room with this really young-looking female resident and an older grandmotherly instructor. So the resident goes through the routine, and when she was finished, Grandma asked me if I minded her checking after the student to make sure nothing was missed. Lady Redditors will probably understand how miserable pelvic exam slash pap is to sit through once. I was a little nonplussed about a second time, but whatever, just get it over with. 
And as she starts inserting the fresh new speculum, Grandma looks at me and says, My, aren't we getting tag teamed today? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That's so something that someone would say, too. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I'm so glad I don't have to do those tests anymore. Oh, yeah. All right. Next one, I dislocated my shoulder in a snowboarding accident and ended up in the ER. I was freaking out when the doctor walked in, so the nice nurse came in to help comfort me. Before the doc even started, I was squirming like a baby, and I started to feel cozy and happy, thinking maybe the painkillers had finally kicked in. Turns out I was nuzzling the nurse's breasts with my face and really enjoying it. (laughs) When I realized what I was doing, I quickly peeled my face away and apologized frantically. She said it was all right. I'm a girl. (laughs) (laughs) They were just really nice. (laughs) Okay, and I think this, yeah, this is my last one. I was at the eye doctor, and he was examining my eye and said, okay, now open wide. I opened my mouth as wide as it would go and waited. (laughs) An uncomfortable moment passed before he said, I meant your eye. (laughs) What do you need to look in your mouth for? Exactly, but I get where they're coming from. Who says open wide when they're talking about an eye? Mm. Those are mine. Okay. So I did, people describe times the supernatural intervened when they were up to no good. Ooh, I'm excited. Oh, I got this from Ranker. Okay. Over a couple weeks one summer, me and some friends, all middle school Grade 7 through 8, snuck into a nearby school at night and just fucked around. Nothing damaging. Ate candy out of desks, ate ice cream out of the teacher's lounge, wrote notes to teachers, and hid them in desks. The first night we went in, I was going to go into the library, had the door open, but a friend said, no, don't. He claimed it wasn't him who said it, though, so we didn't go in. After that night, the library doors were locked, so we couldn't go in even though we wanted to. Then one night, about nine days later, our entrance, the rooftop hatch, was locked, and we couldn't get in anymore. The very next night, some guys got busted after climbing in through the library windows. It seemed they had motion detectors inside the library, pointing away from the door we would have entered into the main area, connected to a silent alarm. We would have been busted if not for whoever said those words. Holy crap. Ooh. My friends and I used to climb the rooftops of buildings a lot in our early to mid-teens. One of our favorite spots was the library by my house. It has a ladder on the back side with a gate blocking off the rungs, but you, but you could grab the top of the gate and pull yourself up if you jumped high enough. We're all pretty tall, so this isn't much of a challenge for any of us. We got to the top and were about to light our joint when we heard someone say, You boys better get down right now. We all jumped and turned around but couldn't see anyone. I hesitantly looked around the the AC units and electrical boxes but couldn't see anyone. I walked to the edge of the roof and looked down to the sidewalk below but couldn't see anyone either. My friends and I scanned the entire rooftop but couldn't find a single person. It was a rooftop, so not like they could have that many places to hide in the first place. It startled us enough that we decided to leave and get high somewhere else. I still have no idea who or what told us to get off the roof. Weird. That's like the same story. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Me and my crime partner did a lot of stuff. Burglaries, robberies, thefts, etc. for like five years. We're both Orthodox Christians, so once in a while we would go to church. We were walking up the stairs and I see people entering the church. The second we try to open the door, it's locked. Tourists around us were taking pictures, and we were the only ones trying to get in. We walk away 20 minutes and see people walking in there. Guess God didn't want us in that day. This is something I'll never forget. Huh. Weird. That is weird. So I used to work as a security guard at a large office building. I often stole things like computers, desks, chairs, etc. from the offices. I was very careful and never took anything during my shift. There were only cameras in the lobby and on the outside of the building, not in any tenant spaces. 
One day I found a wallet in a desk and it had a few hundred dollars. I took the money and left the wallet. I wasn't on that night, so no one saw me enter or leave the building and I wasn't on any cameras. A few weeks later, a lady I'd never seen before came up to the security desk and told me that she saw me take the money and even knew the exact amount. She said that she just wanted me to know that she knew. Then she left and I never saw her again. There was just no possible way she could have seen me. Weird. Mm. This one night, I was boosting some silverware from this old lady's house. She was home, but old people are pretty deaf and damn slow, so I didn't give a shit. <laughs> I hear the strange sound coming from the room where she's watching TV. Volume way loud, Grandma. <laughs> so I go look, and she's like having a seizure or some shit. I might be a thief, but I'm not a jerk, so I called 911. They answer, shit, I don't know what to say. Hi, I was just robbing this old lady's house, and she's having a seizure. <laughs> So I freeze and say nothing. I wait with her, but she stops seizing, and then I hear sirens. So I hide in her tiny front hall closet with the foldy doors and shutters. Before the EMTs arrive, she stops stops seizing. So by the time they got to her door, she seems fine, except confused why they're at her house. They make nice, apologize, and leave. As soon as they're gone, she starts seizing again. So I call 911 again, just in case. Really don't want a dead lady on my conscience. Same thing. Sirens. She stops seizing. Answers the door. It's like a comedy at this point. And me, with me hiding in the closet. The bad guy with a heart of gold. But I'm not about to pop out and say, but she's having a seizure. So they leave. Just as I drive away with her waving an old lady goodbye, she falls down and starts seizing again. Shut up. Now it's just sad slash funny. (laughs) <laughs> Gotta call 911 again for Grandma, but this time I'm thinking about leaving a note or something, because I do want to get the fuck out of there. I call, wait for the sirens, then she stops breathing. I'm thinking, if I don't get the fuck out of there, murder charge. I hide as the EMTs come through the door, put an ox- oxygen mask on her, and take her away. By this point, my adrenaline is through the roof, and fuck it all, I feel like I've earned the right to take as much stuff as I can, (laughs) walk out the door with, and since the house is now empty, I can take my time going through her stuff. Silverware, jewelry, cash in a shoebox, you name it. If I can find it, it's mine. A fee for being a good Samaritan. Fuck if the EMT doesn't come back. Who knows why? I hide again. He walks in the living room, turns the TV off, and grabs a bag off her chair. This is the part that fucks me up. As he turns to go, an old man just appears out of fucking nowhere, pats him on the back, and whispers something to him. But the EMT doesn't react at all. Doesn't turn around, doesn't pause, just heads back out the door like the old man isn't even there. Then the old guy glides to the front window and stands there waving goodbye. Then he disappeared. I'm standing in the closet, frozen, wondering what just happened and when I feel it. Somebody's breathing down my neck. Get out of my house. Oh, my God. I started running, praying, crying right out the fucking front door. I didn't care who saw. I ran like a bitch. To this day, whenever someone someone says scared straight, I try not to remember the sound of that old man's voice, but I always do. Holy shit. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That was like her husband, right? I would think. I, I would think so, yeah. Oh my gosh. That was a crazy story. Yeah. When I was 14, 33 now, I used to boost cars for this car theft ring in California. I did it for several months and never got caught. It was more of a thrill and lack of direction from living in a bad area and lack of supervision and authority in my life. I had never been arrested or got caught. I was always a good kid, but I rebelled after my parents split up. Anyways, there was one car that I needed to pick up and get delivered that day. The boss man was extremely insistent that the order needed to be filled within a few hours. It was another job like any other, but when I was about a mile away from my order, I got a very uneasy and disturbing feeling. Nothing was out of the ordinary or different from the dozens of other jobs I'd done, but I couldn't shake the feeling. As I got closer to my destination, it was <laughs> it was as if it was just it just got noisier and more distracting in my head. Finally, the unsettling feeling overcame me and I bailed out. I saw the car and acted like I wasn't paying attention. I didn't do the job. 
I kept going and knew I was in deep shit with the boss guy. I decided to lay low because not feeling in an order was seriously bad news. That guy was not someone you disappointed or you would feel it. He was wrathful and on drugs, so I knew I had to hide for a while. Two days of him blowing up my pager. Yeah, that's how long ago it was, lol. (laughs) Then the calls and pages, it suddenly stopped. Come to find out, word on the street was that the cops pulled a big sting operation and that car I was supposed to steal was being monitored. (gasps) My old boss sent some other kid to get the car and they followed the kid back to the scrapyard and did a big bust. That guy got arrested. That kid got arrested. A whole boatload of people got pinched, but no one ever came for me. To this day, I know God was looking out for me. At that moment, at that time, and I listened. Since the incident, I never pulled any shit again. I straightened up, got back into school, and graduated with honors. It was all because of that weird supernatural moment. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Wow. Back in high school, a group of friends and I would break into recently built houses in our subdivision and use it for small parties, smoking before school. Anyways, one morning I was inside smoking a bowl before my bus arrived and heard someone that sounded like an older lady in one of the front rooms say, you better get out of here. I was alone in the house and it was maybe 7.30 a.m. Being the little rebel I was and legitimately confused as to who would be in the house so early, I went and checked the rooms. Of course, there wasn't anyone inside and I never went back to that particular house. I've lived in the same subdivision for years, and multiple families have moved in just to move out months or even weeks later. Ooh, weird. Mm -hmm. And that's so crazy because I'm sure you've been in a house that's, like, newly built, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's just like a bear. Yeah. And sound travels so easily through there, and Mm -hmm. so it's like you can't mistake, like, noises for voices, and especially when you hear what they say. That's so crazy. I was helping move Coke, allegedly, to Queens. (laughs) I was about to get on the subway on 14th Street when I bumped into an ex who was into tarot and spirits. Long story, etc. After missing a couple trains, we parted ways. When I arrived at at building in Queens, the cops raided the room five minutes prior. I bought a pack of tarot cards just out of respect. (laughs) Criminal here. Partner and I were scouting out a house to rob. Elderly guy, nobody had seen him in a few days. Mail overflowing in the mailbox. Missed a doctor's appointment. Car hasn't moved, etc. We both know we are about to find a body or empty house, which we could easily rob. We arrive on the scene, look through the window, and sure enough, we can see his foot on the floor in the living room. My partner is a seasoned robber and pulls rank and makes me go first. Door is unlocked, and as soon as we open it, we smell a mostly fresh dead body. Almost relieved, we both enter, and he tells me to check vitals on dead dude. He is obviously dead, with lividity, dried feces on him, and dried saliva around his mouth. So I go to stand over him and see if I can get a pulse, at which point he takes a deep breath, rolls over, and asks why we are in his house. Oh, At this point, we both start screaming, oh shit, and what the fuck, as we both run out of the house. I only managed to grab a silver spoon. I think he died a week later in the hospital. I still get jokes about raising the dead. What the fuck? Oh, my God. <laughs> he wasn't dead. Oh, my God. <laughs> what was he doing on the floor? Like, oh, I don't know. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Used to grow a little weed and party on a plot of farmland in Wisconsin. We would have friends up every Memorial Day and would camp off the side of an off-road loop where we created a camp spot. Canoeing, partying, binge drinking. One night I took my 89 Chevy Blazer with a carload of people to the river for a swim. On the way back, I was driving like an asshole on the trail, sending people bouncing all over on purpose and continued to carry on around the loop past the camp spot when someone from the back grabbed me and pulled me back in my driver's seat and yelled stop. I slammed on the brakes and everyone went flying forward, threw it in reverse and made a three-point turn to pull in and park at the camp spot. The passengers had enough and didn't want to pass up the tents and fresh beer. All poured out of the car laughing. A few minutes go by and Mike is yelling at something on the trail. I go over there and in the dirt, passed out cold with mud on his face from my front tire, was this drunken friend of ours. 
I immediately started freaking out, screaming how if Mike didn't see him and tell me to stop, he would be dead. If I didn't pull in reverse after stopping, he would be dead. I was kicking him and pissed until Mike stopped me to say he didn't say shit. Nobody saw shit and nobody grabbed me. But sure as shit, I swear on my children, something grabbed me and yelled at me to stop and saved his life that night. I don't consider myself a criminal. In fact, I pride myself on being a very ethical person. But one time I committed a minor crime that led me to think there may be some supernatural involvement here. I went to Hobby Lobby, a clearly Christian establishment, buy some balsa wood. I need four or five pieces, saw a six-pack, and picked it up. When I went to the register, I realized that the cashier was charging me for only one piece. I guess it was not a six-pack. It was probably the bulk packaging that came from the manufacturer, and the employees just never put them up. When I realized I was getting charged for one piece only out of the stack of six, I decided to let it slide. I didn't point it out. I walked out with six pieces of for the price of one. Really, I stole five pieces. Fast forward a few days, I'm using a table saw to cut grooves in the wood and make some small gift boxes. I'm doing a pretty decent job until I stop to chat with a friend and have a couple glasses of wine. I don't know what possessed me other than boredom to return to the table saw. The first cut took some skin off the tip of three fingers. Online, go to the ER for emergency stitching, get my tetanus shot, etc. Have surgery to reconstruct fingertips using cadaver skin. Shout out to whoever's fingerprint I now have. Thanks, man. <laughs> Shortly after, surgical wounds become infected with MRSA, more hospi ho hospitalization, and antibiotics. At this point, I'm starting to feel God's wrath. <laughs> Mind you, I'm not Christian. I was only very superficially Catholic long enough to get my first communion and drop the whole idea at bat. But thinking about the chain of events that unfolded from five stolen pieces of balsa wood, I could not help but believe that this was a sign from a higher power. So I went back to Hobby Lobby, which one of the which one of the pieces of balsa wood, I think it meant with. I asked to speak to the manager. I explained the situation to him and told him I want to pay for those other five pieces of balsa wood because I really needed to be done with it. I said it was a real load off my shoulders and I felt better after telling him that. He said it made him feel like a priest receiving confession. That was my first confession. It was not after a series of catechism classes, nor at the indicated age, but it did happen as a result of learning a lesson, so I guess that counts even if I am no longer Catholic. That's crazy, and that's so me. Like, I can't do anything without... Oh, I know. There's people that get away with shit like yeah. that all the time. If I did, I would not I, Yeah, I would, I would have my fingers cut off and <laughs> all that crap for... Oops, I didn't say anything about five pieces of wood. <laughs> <laughs> Once I stole this kid's doll. When I got home, I was bored and thought it would be funny to chant a demonic incantation over it. Oh. Suddenly, my roommate dropped dead, and the doll actually stood up, ran out the door. <laughs> I didn't mention anything about the doll to the paramedics because I didn't think they would believe me. My roommate's death was ruled natural causes, but I still can't help feeling responsible that maybe I actually tapped into some sort of spiritual curse. What? <laughs> that was... I think that was the plot of Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know about that one. And who just knows a demon cantation on top, yeah. off the top of their head? Yeah. <laughs> Unless they, like, made it up. You know, I guess. On the, and it really wasn't. It was just gibberish. <laughs> Back in high school, me and my friends like to go places we shouldn't and smoke pot. So on 420 one year, we all go to our old elementary school at like 1030 at night and blaze it. Since it was so late, we were kind of trespassing. On the way there, my friend, whose mom worked at the school, told us about how one of the old janitors told his mom that a long time ago, a girl died in a landslide on the hill behind the school. So we were walking around the buildings when suddenly we hear a very loud, clear, little girl scream coming from the direction of the playground, which would make sense if it wasn't 1030 on a school night. It was one of those moments out of a movie. We were all just looked at each other, mouth agape, 
and booked it out of there as fast as possible. Creepy. I broke into this one abandoned house once. I sat on the edge of the block and was behind a tall white wall, so you only saw what the yard looked like once you climbed over. Old shopping carts, toys, old dog house, kind of dreary. Door of the house had boards on it, so had to pry those off with a crowbar. Once on the inside, everything was black. It looked like the entire inside had been coated in soot. From the ceiling to the bathtub to the windows, just all black. Thought that was weird. Anyway, I spent a whole week there in the darkest point of winter, and I'm sure there was more than one reason I never got a night's sleep. That's weird. Okay. (laughs) I remember a creepy story with a similar theme like this. A guy was talking about how he'd squat in a house that had been put on the market. He had a key to get in because he knew the owners, and he'd sleep and shower there after work. He talked about how one night while he slept, the phone started ringing. He couldn't figure out where it was coming from, and then he saw police cars pull up in the driveway. He hid while they scanned the windows and doors and then booked it after they left. He later came back and said that the locks had been changed. He looked at the whole thing like the house was warning him he'd be kicked out. Hmm. That one wasn't very good. (laughs) I'm a pretty talented pickpocket, slight kleptomania. Lifted a wallet from a man as I came up behind him on the street. Almost zero contact. No one should have noticed a thing, but the man spoke out very calmly as I passed him. Could I have that back, please? Turned around to see he was wearing sunglasses. He lifted them up and revealed that he was blind. I was so completely dumbstruck and baffled that I apologized and gave him back the wallet. Wasn't too worried about him picking me out of a lineup anyways and didn't want to be that guy that steals from the handicapped. I guess his sense of touch touch was sharpened by the loss of sight or something like that. But for a brief second, I was sure this man was a warlock. (laughs) I was thinking that his senses were heightened Yeah, because he's blind. Yep. I don't know why it starts off this way, but... Something similar happened to a friend of mine. He worked at an expensive liquor store and decided to steal some bottles of wine one night. Just a minute or so after opening the back door and walking into the darkness, he claims to have heard a voice say, What are you doing? He immediately felt frightened and left without the wine. (laughs) Creepy. Yeah. Buddy of mine was driving to college and got group pulled over. Mass traffic stop after just finishing a bowl. I know, irresponsible and dangerous. We did dumb stuff then, and we will all regret it. He pulled up behind another car and stopped. Then the cop who was talking to the other car walked past my buddy's truck. The car in front starts to pull off. Then my buddy says he just hears a voice in his head say, Go! And he pulled away, just like that. He spent the remainder of his drive back to school just waiting for the cops to show up on his ass, but they never did. I'm pretty sure that's when he decided to quit smoking pot. Anyway, it's crazy hearing something so similar from another person. I always believed him. He's one of my oldest friends and sitting just about at the top of my list when it comes to godparents for my future kids. And I would trust him with anything. It's still hard to believe, though. A lot of these stories are similar. Like, people Mm -hmm. are hearing stuff. Yeah. Crazy. One day I went to rob a house of an old lady, got to the door, thought it was my lucky day. It was unlocked. So I quietly made my way to the living room and almost shit my pants. The old lady was sitting in silence, staring at some unknown presence in the garden, not moving at all. I didn't want to go... I didn't want to be ghost food, so I left, and now I only rob young ladies. (laughs) Changed my life, man. Oh, creepy. That's weird. That's the key, though. If someone if someone's coming in your house, you just freak them out more yeah. <laughs> than they freak you out, and they'll leave. Make them think you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up in a small town, and me and some friends made it our goal one summer to break into every building possible at night. We didn't want to steal anything or actually break anything to get in. It was more of a test of our ability to pick locks or create ways during the day that would make it easy to get in at night. We got into the elementary school one night. There was rumors of a bomb shelter in the basement, so we had to check it out. It was true. The basement janitor closet had a big metal door, and inside there was some bomb shelter warning and instructional stuff along with regular janitor equipment. 
Nothing interesting or crazy happened while we were in the school, and we left after a short period of time. We hung out on the playground equipment afterward. At around 1 a.m., while we were just hanging out, hanging out, there is a tapping sound from the third floor window, and we all stop talking and look up. I couldn't see anything in the window, and then bam, 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 three incredibly loud slams against the window. The window was shaking, but still nothing to be seen. We ran to the closest friend's house because it scared the bejesus out of all of us. Huh. Crazy. And this is my last one. We forced an entry into an abandoned and dismantled psychiatric asylum. We wandered the halls and had a look in all the various rooms. Some nice and open with windows and bathrooms, some small and cell-like. The rec room had iron bars over the window frames, and in the center of the whole building was a quiet little courtyard with a few drill holes where benches used to be. There wasn't the sense of being watched or a presence, but somehow I could feel the history of fear and confusion in the place. The urge to leave was strong, and I was caught in a weird place of moving fast but remaining consciously calm. I had to keep reminding myself that everything was fine and that I could go outside at any time. Weird. Okay, so I did just, like, scary things that people, that have happened to people. So first one, I don't believe in ghosts at all. However, I worked in a building with keypad locked doors. On video, at least five doors were violently thrown open in the same hallway seconds apart. There were cameras on both sides, and neither showed anyone there. They were in an enclosed building that wouldn't have allowed wind to blow them open, plus the keypad. I 100% cannot explain what I saw, even today, but I ended up working nights in the building, alone, without ever seeing anything weird. I did on occasion get hair standing up on my neck and feeling feelings of being watched. Hmm, that's crazy. Next one, I was in the work kitchen cleaning dishes. I put a plate on the countertop, and out of nowhere I heard a scratching sound and saw the thing moving four inches at a slow but steady pace, and then it stopped after a couple of seconds. Ooh. Creepy. Next one. This didn't happen to me, but to a friend. He had a doctor's appointment and took his dad with him. It was in another town about an hour away, and since the appointment was for 11 a.m., they left at 9.30 to give themselves plenty of time. They pulled into the parking lot at 10.30. My friend said he remembered checking the clock in the car when they arrived and remarking to his dad that they made good time. They went into the office, and the receptionist pointed out that they were a little late, but it was okay because the doctor was running behind. My friend told her that he had an 11 o'clock appointment and was actually a half an hour early. She pointed to the clock and on the waiting room wall, and it said 11.15. His dad checked his watch. It was 11.15. My friend ran out and checked the clock in the car. It was 11.15. Somehow, in the few dozen steps from the car to the office, they'd lost 45 minutes. When they got home, my friend's mom verified that they had left home at 9.30, and there hadn't been any heavy traffic or delays of any kind. It's a mystery to this day. Next one, when I was 13, I had a weird flash of a nightmare while asleep. All I remembered was kneeling on asphalt and holding my hand to my mouth in the worst pain of my life. I told my mom about the dream because it scared me so much. Two years later, I was hit by a car while crossing the street and ended up in the exact same position, kneeling on asphalt, holding my mouth while blood poured from, poured from it. My head had apparently bounced off the rear view mirror, and that had knocked my two front teeth back into my soft palate. Ugh. Ouch. Those are crazy. Yeah. Like, years later? Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Next one, I saw a guy accidentally drop a 16-inch concrete drill bit from shoulder height. It never hit the ground. It's like it stopped existing on the way to the floor. No sound of it hitting the floor, nowhere to go, just gone. Hmm. Weird. I was sitting on the toilet when out of the blue, a quarter seemed to appear to hit the floor. It looked like someone had thrown it, but through my wall. I was home alone, and I still to this day have no idea how... It was as if it just phased through mid-throw. That's creepy. It is. What if someone in another dimension threw a quarter and then it, like, disappeared and they were like, what the fuck? Yeah, like that drill bit yeah. or whatever. Yeah, 
It's hell in another dimension. Someone's like, what the fuck? Oh, my gosh. That'd be crazy. Okay. When I was uh, one time when I was younger, I was upstairs in my room playing some games on a PlayStation. I was home alone because both my parents had gone out to see a movie. It was fairly normal night with nothing out of the ordinary happening until I heard an extremely loud crashing noise and what sounded like glass shattering from the kitchen area. I immediately went downstairs to try and see the source of the noise and checked all the windows and they showed no signs of damage. Confused, I kept walking around trying to find the source of this loud crashing noise until I walked over to the kitchen. I don't know how this happened, but apparently the outer glass screen of our oven just completely fell off and shattered. Slightly terrified, I proceeded to sweep up the glass and throw it away. I tried explaining the situation to my parents when they got home, but they didn't believe my story and grounded me for a week because they thought I broke it. Ugh. That's rude. <laughs> yeah. That, I think that probably could have just been like a random thing, maybe. Like, I don't know. Maybe that happens. I don't know. Anyway, that'd be creepy if you were by yourself. Yeah. Next one, my boss, a coworker, and I were standing at the surface table measuring something when the quarter ton table moved about six inches at one corner across the concrete floor with a loud screech as if someone had grabbed it and moved it out of the way. We looked at each other like, did that just happen? Weird. That is weird. That's like the perfect situation, though, because three people saw it. Yeah. You wouldn't feel so crazy. (laughs) Next one. One morning after sleeping in for a while, I walked downstairs. My family gaped at me as though I, I were a ghost. Apparently, just a couple of minutes earlier, I had silently walked past them and into the computer room as they all said good morning. If I had been sleep sleepwalking, I would have walked past them again to get back to my bedroom. But they all swear I didn't. Ooh, doppelganger. It is. It's creepy. I just got chills. <laughs> <laughs> One time I felt my comforter being slowly tugged off of me from the foot of my bed. Ugh. That is scary. Next one, when I was 19, my girlfriend and I were hanging out in my bedroom when she suddenly let out a shriek and ran for the door. When I caught her in the hallway she and calmed her down enough to find out what was wrong, she told me she saw a live lizard crawl out of my mouth and run down my body, jump to the floor, and run in her direction. She was dead serious about it and still shaking. Cut to 20 years later and I'm in the house of a different girlfriend in a different town hanging out in her bedroom. The identical scenario happens, a lizard running out of my mouth and her running out scared. What the fuck? I know. What? That's weird. I know. What is that? Two different girls see the same thing? That's weird. Yeah, weird. Okay, next one. When I was 12, I woke up in the middle of the night to loud breathing under my bed. Yeah. Being 12 and into reading fantasy and science fiction books, I was convinced there was a demon or cryptid or something that was going to eat me. I finally decided to risk it and run up to my mom's room to sleep in her bed. I made it safely without being dragged under my bed and told her what happened. She was convinced I had just had a nightmare. The next night I heard it again, and since I was only like nine, uh, I called my mom in so she could hear it. She was like ten feet away and could hear it, and could hear it clear as day. There was nothing under my bed. Over the next couple of months, I kept hearing it, although not nightly. It slowly started to sound more like purring than breathing. My brother came home from college and checked under my bed to make sure, and made sure, that's not what it says at all. (laughs) My brother came home from college and checked under my bed and made me lift my hands to double check that I wasn't playing a prank. So everyone heard it, but there was nothing there. That's creepy. That is creepy. What the fuck? Okay, next one. My family was sitting on the back porch watching a thunderstorm. My older brother grabbed my toy gun out of my hand and said, watch this. He pointed the gun at a tree in the backyard and pulled the trigger. As the toy gun popped, a lightning struck the tree he was aiming at and the tree fell over. He handed me the toy gun back with a smile and walked away. What the fuck? (laughs) 
What a creepy little kid. Dude, that's weird. <laughs> Next one happened to me over 30 years ago. Overslept but called in my bullshit story with I was running late due to my car stalling out in front of the church, thinking the details would sell the lie. Small town, everyone knows the spot. The next day on my way to work, on time, my car stalled in that exact same spot. <laughs> Would not restart. It freaks me out so much I avoid driving by that church to this day. <laughs> That's a, See, that would happen to me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> You're like, oh God, I my car. And then like the next day it fucking happens. Uh-huh. You're like, I deserve this. I did this to myself. It's karma. <laughs> Next one, I remember falling asleep and waking up the week before. I repeated it an entire week and have no idea what happened. Ever since, I've believed that we're in some form of the Matrix or something. Oh, that's... What the fuck? That's weird. That is weird. Next one, I was around nine at the time, sleeping in my room facing the wall. Then all of a sudden, I got whacked in the back. I checked under my bed, drawers everywhere. There wasn't anyone there. I had a bruise in that exact same spot the next day. Hmm. Rude. That is rude. (laughs) Next one, while visiting a theme park when I was younger, I ran into a dude who looked just like me. He warned me that I would lose my money that day and to watch my pockets. Later that same day... I noticed my money had fallen out of my pocket, but luckily it was on the ground nearby. What the fuck? I wouldn't have noticed if that dude's comment hadn't stuck in my mind. That's weird. That is weird. It's like his self went back in time. You're like, yeah, I need to go to that amusement park and tell myself. I need that money. (laughs) (laughs) Next one, I was in my room alone. I heard some shuffling type noises from my closet and thought it was just some house or... (laughs) Or thought it was just the house because the AC needed to be fixed. Then I heard someone whisper my name. No one was home. I was the only person there. Fuck no. Oh, no. Creepy. And this is my last one. My dad and I found a human tooth on the floor of his car. No one in my family had lost any teeth recently. What the fuck? And that's some little kid on the other dimension... Lost their tooth <laughs> and dropped it, and then it landed in this guy's car. Right? Or the tooth was on the road or sidewalk or something, got stuck to someone's shoe. Why was there a tooth on the road or sidewalk? I don't know. Maybe someone got in a fight and their tooth fell out. Maybe. They find it. Way to ruin it. Sorry. <laughs> it's time for the Witty Rapper. Yay, Witty Rapper. I did funny tweets. Okay. Someone told me signing my emails with best is passive-aggressive, so I'm changing it to see you in hell to eliminate any confusion. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) How is that passive-aggressive? I don't know. Hmm. I once worked with someone who told customers, sorry, it's my first day, anytime they messed up for two years straight. (laughs) That is hilarious. (laughs) I love it. I'm going to start doing that. Um... I don't think it would work for your um, <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Maybe he lived somehow. Me, when a character is very, very obviously dead. <laughs> I do that, too. I'm like, someone dies in a t- on one of my TV shows. I'm like, he's not really dead. Yeah, there's no way. No. <laughs> I do that, too. <laughs> Dating girls is so annoying. I send a pic of me in lingerie to a girl I'm texting, and she's like, Oh my god, I've been looking for that set for ages. Where did you find it? What? It's obviously two girls. Well, not necessarily. Well. <laughs> that's funny, that's though. True. That would that's be, true. That would be an issue. Yeah. She'd be like, oh, my God, that's so cute. I want one. (laughs) Never mind the freaking half-naked girl that sent you the text. (laughs) For a small fee, I will show up pregnant at your your ex's wedding and yell, stop the wedding. (laughs) That's great. And small fee. Yeah, really. I wouldn't say small. 
Kids TV show. Where do you think pizza was invented? My four-year-old, a pizza shop. Me, fills out her application to Harvard. <laughs> That's great. Because she's probably right. Probably. My son asked me to teach him how to tie a tie, but I thought it was just easier to give him the already knotted tie that has been handed down by the men in my family for generations. <laughs> Here, just put this on. <laughs> my seven-year-old. Mom, I like your hugs the best because your tummy is as soft and squishy as Play-Doh. I turned my womb into an apartment for this. <laughs> Toddlers be like, let's play hide and seek. We're going to hide over there behind that chair and you can come find us. (laughs) That's cute. (laughs) I know we're supposed to encourage our kids to be anything they want to be, but my four-year-old wants to start her own YouTube channel. (laughs) And she's been making making me record her and all she does is walk around the house looking at her toys and humming. (laughs) And I'm just not sure she has what it takes. Well, apparently nowadays that's all it takes because everyone fucking does it. Yeah. Took our kids to a restaurant for the first time in over a year as my six-year-old crouched in her chair eating a burger patty like a feral child (laughs) and my four-year-old tried to remove her pants and painted her face with ketchup. It occurred to me that maybe we weren't ready to re-enter society. This is why we stopped going to restaurants. (laughs) I totally forgot. (laughs) It's been 14 months working from home with three kids. That's 425 days. 425 multiplied multiplied by three is 1,275. <laughs> I've been asked 1,275 times over 425 days, are you doing work today? <laughs> so yes, I'm having bourbon for breakfast, Susan. <laughs> Bourbon for breakfast. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Asked four-year-old how preschool was, and she said Jake did a bad thing and made Freya cry. And when I asked the four-year-old what Jake did, she said she couldn't remember and went to play with her Barbie. And now I'm expected to just carry on my life not knowing what went down between Jake and Freya. (laughs) How rude. Two-year-old, here, Mommy, hold these. Pull sunglasses from his diaper. Me. (laughs) This is my last one. Sometimes people ask me if having three kids is harder than having two kids, and I always smile and say, don't be silly. Of course it fucking is. (laughs) And that's all I got. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Send in your stories or anything. We'll take it. Ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. You can rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen, and look us up on Facebook. And we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.